Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo! This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Staffel, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greg, here we are. Getting ready. Yeah. For week five. Yeah. Barn burner Thursday night between the Patriots and Colts. Sure was on Thursday night, that barn burner. I also want to welcome you in if you're watching us for the first time on the Pursuit Channel. We're happy to have you aboard here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. That's Frank Stample, as I mentioned. I am Greg Sussman. A ton of start-sit questions to get to. A ton of your lineup questions to get to. And we're going to go over it throughout the program today. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? How much, Greg? How was, uh, how was Major League Wrestling? Major League Wrestling was fantastic. Hey, great time. Saw MJF, gave him the boo. He defended and retained his championship. Did he give you one of these, like a nod out to the crowd? Did he see you? Blew me a kiss. Blew you a kiss? Blew me a kiss. Wow. Pretty cool. That's, that's, you must have felt so honored. I did. It's cool. From a one percenter. From like one MJF. <laughs> Top one percent. There you go, Greg. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, as we said on the show, a lot of start shit questions today. Um, we're gonna go over, go over, go over, th- over Thursday, Thursday night, night football in a little bit. Um, but let me get the important news, and that's in Cincinnati, where the latest that we have is it seems like Giovanni Bernard not going to play here uh, coming up. Cincinnati and Miami, which means Joe Mixon back in the lineup potentially, and a major start, Frank. Yeah, especially going up against the uh, the Miami Dolphins, who have not been good against running backs over the past two weeks. That's largely due to the fact that they played the Patriots last week, and they got destroyed by the Patriots running backs, both James White and Sony Michelle. So, look, if Giovanni Bernard is not good to go, Joe Mixon steps in. Uh, I don't know that he gets the same workload as he did early on in the season because, again, he's coming back from injury. So maybe he's not getting 20 touches in this game, but he's probably getting but still 15-plus in a very solid matchup against uh, the beat-up Miami Dolphins. So you know, I think you just kind of plug him in back as an RB2. Uh, do you think that's ranking him too highly coming off the injury, Greg? No, I don't. I think he goes right back into the RB2 range. He's somebody, as I said, even before we talked to Dr. A yesterday, um, that he was somebody that I wanted to grab for the rest of the year. And I like Joe Mixon a lot. I think it's a great matchup for him. As you said, Miami has not been great against the run. And no Giovanni Bernard means he's going to get everything. Mark Walton's not a factor. Joe Mixon's going to have every opportunity to dominate in this game. And I'll also say this. I really like Tyler Boyd here in this game as well. AJ Green's going to be on Xavier Howard Island over there, which means a whole lot of Tyler Boyd. Love him this week. 
Yeah, back-to-back double-digit target games for him. I think he's easily a top-20 wide receiver, regardless of format, PPR, standard. It, it doesn't matter to me. Um, this it, this Bengals offense right now is rolling. I know over the past you know 17 or 18 games with Bill Lazor as their offensive coordinator, Andy Dalton has taken that step forward that we've uh, expecting for a long time here now. So, look, we've hit on this a lot this past week, Greg, and it's slot receivers are where you want to target for fantasy receivers. They like look at Adam Thielen, look at Cooper Cup. Uh, a lot of these guys who are playing the slot are just absolutely dominant for fantasy. And Tyler Boyd is no different. He's playing about eighty percent of his snaps in the slot so far this year, and I expect him to dominate. As you mentioned, look, Xavier Howard is stepping up as one of the best shutdown corners in the National Football League. I don't know that he stops AJ Green, but he might make life a little bit difficult. And because of that. We might see even more targets for Tyler Boyd, no more Tyler Eifert as well. So everything is just arrow pointing up for Tyler Boyd. I think he's easily a top 20 wide receiver this week. Right? Totally, totally agree with you, Tyler Boyd, someone that we're, we're locking and loading. Frankie, you pulled, out a, uh, trade on a, you pulled a trigger on the trade. Yes, I did. Uh, you know, after much consideration, I felt like I needed to make a change to the squad. Uh, I had I traded away Kareem Hunt and Kenny Stills to get David Johnson and Julian Edelman. My thinking here was, obviously you don't want to give up Kareem Hunt. He plays in a much better offense overall. But if you look at David Johnson's snap percentage on the year, it's trending up in the right direction. His snaps are trending up. His carries are trending up. Uh, Last week, he played like 88% of the snaps. He had 22 carries, which was a season high. Uh, And he's just used more in the passing game than Kareem Hunt. So I think it's a little bit of a downgrade at running back. I still value Kareem Hunt higher than I do David Johnson, but I value Julian Edelman a lot more than I do Kenny Stills. Like Kenny Stills, he'll have a few big plays. He's going to be widely inconsistent. He's kind of like a poor man's Amari Cooper. Like if there's one thing you don't want to be in life, it's a poor man's Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper is like already poor as it is. Sure. So Kenny Stills is like a poor man's Amari Cooper. He's going to have a few big games, but Trying to figure out when those games are going to happen is very frustrating. And I wanted to lock down, you know, a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three for half-point PPR leagues. And that's what I consider Julian Edelman. So uh, I made that trade, and I feel pretty good about it. You mentioned Amari Cooper here. Amari Cooper this week faces Casey Hayward and the Los Angeles Chargers. Where is he ranked in your line of ranks, which is available right now over at RotoExperts.com? He's a high-end wide receiver three for me this week, which I'm actually higher on the consensus than him. Uh, and it's because the Chargers, while they do have Casey Hayward, They've allowed a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers so far this year, Greg. Through four games, they've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, something that we wouldn't have expected. If you look specifically over the past two weeks, just last week against San Francisco, they allowed 11 receptions, 122 yards, and a touchdown to their wide receiver group. But two weeks ago against the Rams, and I know this is the Rams. Sure is. But 21 receptions, 265 yards, three touchdowns. To, to their wide receiver group. So while Casey Hayward um, is a very talented player, the Chargers secondary has still been had for fantasy points this year. Uh, I'm not pushing Amari Cooper up into that wide receiver two range, which is where he was drafted. But I think he is, he is what he is, right? He's a boom bust wide receiver three. I think he has a chance to make some plays in this game against the, the Chargers secondary. I think so too. I, I, I like Amari Cooper uh, this week. I like Jerry Cook a lot this week. Once again, clearly the top two options in that, in that Oakland Cook's offense. second among tight ends and targets so far this year, Greg. Um, yeah, he's, listen, second in targets, number one fantasy tight end, right? And it was crazy. Maybe so, not after Eric Ebron's performance. What he did on Thursday night, Eric Ebron, the two big foots. Seriously. Unbelievable. Well, I, I guess that would be two big feet. Because Foots is... Got it. Yep, you got that. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm? It's not English, Greg. <laughs> in case you didn't know. You know, it's actually annoying. Um, this week in, fa- in fantasy, I'm playing Jory Nelson. I actually really like Jory Nelson's matchup for him. It's a good spot. And also, on Thursday night, I had Andrew Luck, which great performance in my league. Yes. Touchdowns are worth a little bit more. Um, interceptions are worth a little bit less. So that garbage to- time. Great. Had a, what I consider a great tweet last uh, on Thursday night. I was, didn't see it, but beware. just a, gist, a, a gif of Oscar the Grouch, mm-hmm. the garbage man, Andrew Luck. It seems like this whole season has been garbage time for Andrew Luck and the Colts offense. Okay, you're out. Mm-hmm. You're out on that. Totally out. You don't like Oscar the Grouch. Out on the tweet. I live in a trash can. You don't know that whole bit. You know, I, I did when I was three. Greg, highbrow, Frank. I, I don't, I'm sorry I don't watch Sesame Street when I'm 20, when you're 30 it's years not. old. It's not. It was a bit. I live in a trash can. It was Chappelle's show. Yeah, no, yeah got it. All right, I'm out. All right, keep going. Anyway. That's your Andrew Luck story. So I had Andrew, Andrew Luck, really, really good night. And I face on Thursday night, Josh Gordon, Naheem Hines, and the Patriots defense. Oh, my gosh. And they put up, Miley, they put up 31 and a half, which is a pretty good score. You know, you... Averaging about 10 per player, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Kind of close. Like, he, I mean, getting anything out of Josh Gordon at this point. Exactly. And That's so and the, like, the rest of his team is like all kind of like media. Like Jordy Nelson's in this lineup. Like, carry on Johnson, the RB2. It feels so dirty to say, but I kind of like Jordy Nelson. This Same. Like, he's annoying. not inside my top 36 at wide receiver, but he's just outside of it. It's just really, it's, it's really, really annoying. That I have to face him this week, and it's a really good matchup because I got, I got lucky in that my opponent that I played this week, Allen Robinson on by, Jordan Howard on by, and T.Y. Hilton hurt. Do you think the fact that Josh Gordon caught Tom Brady's 500th career touchdown means that he's going to see more moving forward? Well, it means that he trusts him when he heaves the ball down the field and just prays that Josh Gordon <laughs> has a good chance of catching it. Why don't they do more of and that? You know what's right? crazy? When, he was, when Brady on Thursday night was uh, pointing toward the corner, he was trying to get Chris Hogan to run, and Chris Hogan was like, what? Yeah, I don't know what to do. I mean, he hasn't known what to do all season long. That's why Chris Hogan sucks. Greg. Still droppable. Yes, he is. Still droppable, Chris Hogan. Jordy Nelson, by the way, back-to-back games with eight, at least eight targets. Yeah, Jordy Nelson. targets over his last two games. Part of the offense, I said in the preseason, I like Jordy Nelson, the record. Yeah, so if you look at Amari Cooper's target breakdown week in and week out, three in week one, ten in week two, five in week three, twelve in week four. So obviously Amari Cooper has the higher upside, you can argue that Jordy Nelson is safer at this point, especially over the past two weeks, where he's getting more consistent targets. But Amari Cooper on any given game, it depends on the game plan. Uh, if they want to target him double-digit times, you'll see that happen. But if he's being double-covered, then it's obvious that they're just going to look Jordy Nelson's way. I was, looking at, I was looking at my fantasy league earlier, and their number one projected player this week is Matt Ryan in that matchup against Pittsburgh. They believe Ryan will have the most points in all of fantasy football here this week, which means do you believe Calvin Ridley will get in the end zone again? Where is he ranked in your lineup ranks this week? I believe he's a low-end wide receiver, too. I could pull that up for you. but So he's higher than Mari Cooper. Uh, he is, just based on the matchup of the Steelers. Uh, and I know Mohamed Sanu is still out-snapping him. He's still out-targeting him. But again, the efficiency out of Calvin Ridley, and I know everyone's saying that, okay, regression is going to come for Ridley. Like, he can't score touchdowns at this pace. But if you look at the Falcons' setup of their offense, opposing defenses are trying to stop Julio Jones. Definitely. Now Devontae Freeman is back. Opposing defenses are going to try and stop Devontae Freeman. They're going to try and stop Mohamed Sanu. I mean, there's just too many players to stop on the Falcons where it leaves wide open one-on-one coverage. Like, if you see these Calvin Ridley touchdowns, there's nobody around him. Like, he's literally walking in the end zone. So while he's only getting, you know, six, seven targets per game, 
That's why it's likely for him to score a touchdown week in and week out is because opposing defenses are trying to stop the big-name players on this, on this team. Leo Jones, Devontae Freeman. So based on this matchup with the Steelers, who have allowed a ton of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and the fact that this game total is at 57 points, Greg, the highest game total of any National Football League game this season, I like Calvin Ridley's chances of getting in the end zone again. I love it. I love it also. And that leads me to what's going on in New York, where we've heard Odell Beckham talk about the lack of energy, the lack of deep balls. When their offense is keying on one guy, Odell Beckham Jr., specifically in the red zone and in the end zone, that means somebody else is going to step up. Evan Ingram is not playing once again here for the Giants, which means Sterling Shepard, another really good play. And I have to ask for you, RotoExperts.com, where do you have Sterling Shepard in your lineup ranks? Yeah, he's right around the same range same as all range, these players yeah. that you're talking about. Calvin Ridley, he's a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, uh, for the reasons that you mentioned. I had you know a, a few people ask me lineup questions this week, and, and they would send me screenshots because that's a new thing, right? You just send your screenshots of your it. team. Well, you send me a screenshot. For me. If you send me a screenshot, I, I normally just don't. I just scroll past it. Well, you don't. You normally scroll past it anyway. Oh, I was at MLW. You don't answer a lot of. Teams. I was at MLW, man. I can't. I, you know. Regardless, I've had a lot of people ask me questions, and and weren't even considering Sterling Shepard. And in my mind, I'm just like, why, Great start this why week. are you not? Like, Great start every this game week. that Evan Ingram is out, Sterling Shepard steps up. And, you know, based on what you've told me, the way that defenses are playing the Giants right now, yep. they're playing a lot of the zone. They're not letting anything beat them deep. That's what's hurting Odell Beckham right now. But that's also what's helping Sterling Shepard because how do you beat zone? You just kind of find that slot receiver, that guy who works the middle of the field, and just sits down, right? Yep. He sits down mm-hmm. in the zone and he finds the open spaces. I think we see a lot more of that this week again out of Sterling Shepard. So I'm trusting him as a low-end wide receiver too, high-end wide receiver three, Greg. I'm looking at your lineup ranks right now, and I notice you have Alshon Jeffrey at 31, Aguilar at 35. I was wondering where you'd put Nelson Aguilar after the breakout game we saw from Alshon Jeffrey last week. Yeah, so Alshon Jeffrey, I think it's a little bit of fool's gold really? from last week because, yes, he was targeted nine times in that game, but he caught eight of them. That kind of efficiency wasn't anything that we saw out of Alshon Jeffrey last year. Now, I know, you know, they are different years, but this is a guy coming back from injury. I think it was just a little bit misleading last week that he had that kind of efficiency. One year ago, he caught less than 50% of his targets, Greg. So I think some regression is coming for Alshon Jeffrey. I know some people are a little bit higher on him, more of like a wide receiver two this week. I think he's a solid wide receiver three, and I know the Vikings defense got absolutely torched by the Rams offense, but everybody's getting torched by the Rams offense. I think this is a statement game for the Minnesota Vikings. I think they come out and they play with pride. I think the defense bounces back. I think specifically Xavier Rhodes bounces back, and that's kind of why I have Alshon Jeffrey ranked a little bit lower in this matchup, Greg, because Xavier Rhodes has been, frankly, he's been embarrassed a little bit this year. And and every week it seems like he's allowing a touchdown. He allowed a touchdown to... um, Devontae Adams, obviously the Vikings secondary, got torched by the Rams. So I think he bounces back. I think we see a lot of Xavier Rhodes on Alshon Jeffrey. And I think he's a a solid wide receiver three just because it's the Eagles offense and they're going to move the ball. And Carson Wentz is going to continue to get better every single game that he plays. So that's why this is kind of like a respect ranking for like the Eagles offense. But I wouldn't be surprised if he gets shut down a little bit here by Xavier Rhodes, Greg. I wouldn't be surprised either. I, Xavier Rhodes is still one of the best quarterbacks in, in the he NFL. He hasn't played like it. To no. be fair, he hasn't no. played like it this year. But I think this is a bounce-back performance for the Vikings team overall. Frankly, a defense that got embarrassed by the Rams last week. Embarrassed by the Rams. Now, I, I, I asked you, speaking of the Rams, I asked you this before uh, we came on. I know this is a little bit, certainly in a higher tier uh, than the guys we're talking about. But when you talk about the Rams in Seattle, interesting game there. Which one of the Rams wide receivers do you like best? Uh, it's certainly not... 
Tyler Lockett because I think with Doug Baldwin... He's not a Ram. Oh, well, you're talking about the Seahawks. <laughs> well, I like all the Rams wide receivers, Greggy. That's obvious. You know, I just thought that was an easy question. All three of the Rams wide receivers are ranked inside my top 18. So they're all... Cup and Cooks right there next yeah, to each other. Cup, and, yeah. Cup is the highest ranked one for me uh, week in and week out just because he has that trust factor with Jared Goff. He plays in the slot like we continue to you know, harp on here is, you know, you want slot, slot wide receivers sure. for fantasy. But really, you want any of the Rams wide receivers for fantasy right now, Greg, the way that they're playing. I still do trust Cooper Cup the most. I think he has the safest floor uh, because of the way he's targeted in the red zone mm-hmm. with Jared Goff. And then I think he also has a pretty high ceiling, and we saw that last week against the Vikings. So trust all of the Rams wide receivers. On the other side of the football, I think with Doug Baldwin coming back in the mix here, he typically works a lot in the slot, so that moves Tyler Lockett more so to the outside. So he could see a lot of Marcus Peters in this matchup. Actually, if I had to choose one Seahawks wide receiver to start, it's Doug Baldwin. He's inside my top 36. He's a wide receiver three. I think the Seahawks could be playing from behind in this matchup. They're going to have to pass. I think we see... Doug Baldwin's best game of the season in week five. Makes sense to me. By the way, Dave Matthews playing in the background. I just bought tickets to Dave Matthews this morning. Going the guard. You want to go with me? No, we're out on BFFs? that. BFFs? No. no. Right. You're alone. We're taking a break. We'll be back right after this. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Visit today. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. All right? Here we go. Back with you on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. I am Greg Sussman alongside Frankie Stanfield. And we want to remind you, as we always do, BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com. The promo code is F-N-T-S-Y. Head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. Let's go with the phone lines at 844-843-6879. We're getting a lot of questions on social media as well as people are trying to set their lineups, Frankie, and make sure they have uh, the best that they can do in it. You know what's weird? In my, in my home league this week, like my lineup's been set since Wednesday. Okay. And I, I don't have any questions for once. Like, it, it is what it is. <laughs> That's a great feeling, though. It really is. It really is. I, I can't say the same. What, what's your line of questions, bud? Uh, I, my RB2 is either Kenyon Drake or Isaiah Crowell. Okay. <laughs> Who are you leaning Death towards? Death is not an option. <laughs> Who are you leaning towards? Probably Isaiah Crowell. It's funny, because I was reading about Kenyon Drake this morning. Oh, gosh. And, and uh, a beat reporter out in Miami went up to Adam Gaze and was like, 
see that guy? That's that's Kenyon Drake. Did you know? Do, him? do you want me to introduce you? He said this. He goes, he goes, it's a true story. Do you want me to introduce you? And basically, Gaze kind of like stared at him and, and walked off. So he was asked about this at a press conference on Friday. And he basically said, you know, we just have to run more plays. We're not running enough plays. He didn't say anything about the fact that Kenny and Drake had three carries compared to Frank Gore's 11. He said that they want to continue the split evenly. And the hot hand will have you the hot hand. Instead of giving your 24-year-old running back who averaged like over five, you know, like five yards a carry or whatever it was last year over the last several games to dominate. But nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase, and this is part of, you know, coach speak that we talk about in preseason. Kenyon Drake was getting a little helium during sure was. the preseason. Especially to the end, too, Towards right? the end is because Adam Gase said, I want to get Kenyon Drake 15 to 20 carries per game and 6 to 8 targets. Where In what game has that happened so far this year, Greg? You would think if Adam Gase has learned anything, it's to use your best player. And we saw that late in the season last year. Part of the reason why I liked Kenyon Drake coming into the year, we thought that that would carry over a little bit. Kenyon Drake still has a lot of upside if he's used correctly. I will say and admit that the Dolphins' offensive line is banged up. It has not played very well. That's part of the reason why, you know, back-to-back games where Kenyon Drake is rushing for, you know, one yard a carry. But you, ha- you can't just abandon the run. You've got to give these guys chances. At least give Kenyon Drake double-digit carries per game just to see what the guy could do, see if he could break a few off. We saw his explosiveness throughout the preseason. He's, you know, one of the most explosive players on the team. I think you can't argue that he's the most talented player on this team's offense, and Adam Gase is just kind of ignoring it right now, and I think that's part of the reason why you're about to see this Dolphins team plummet unless they start getting Kenyon Drake more involved. Yeah, I, it's, it's so stupid. It's just so We stupid. say this every single year, regardless of team. Like, what more do you need to see and, like, read? All the analytics pointed towards Kenyon Drake. Like, Kenyon Drake is one of these guys who, during draft season, early on, I was very much so in on him, Greg. And then, you know, the more they started talking about, well, it's going to be a split, I backed off. And then again, towards the end of the preseason, Adam Gase started talking up Kenyon Drake again, which got me excited. But he was a guy, Kenyon Drake, that all the analytics went towards him. Like, they favored him. Yards after contact, tackles avoided. All these, you know, stats say that Kenyon Drake was an elite running back last year, albeit in a small sample size because he didn't really become the starter until like the last five or six games of the season. But everything pointed towards, you know, him being one of the better running backs in the NFL, according to analytics. But uh, I guess Adam Gase is one of those coaches that doesn't believe in analytics, Greg. Clearly not. Clearly not. He believes in the eye test, which says, you know, Frank Gore giving you three yards per carry. As long as he's consistent. As long as he's consistently giving you three yards a carry. That's all we care about, Greg. So weird, man. It's just so, so weird. Nevertheless, Isaiah Crowell, maybe we'll get a touchdown. <laughs> maybe, that's the hope. Because Isaiah Crowell is kind of the, you know, the, the Kenny Stills of the running back position because he's had two very good games this year where he's scored multiple touchdowns, and he's had two very, very bad games. So he has a high ceiling when he scores touchdowns, and I do believe that if the Jets ever get into the red zone again, they're going to feed Isaiah Crowell. He's the guy who dominates in that part of the field for the team. But... Again, their offense is just not moving the ball. Part of that is due to, you know, they've faced some pretty tough defenses. Uh, but, you know, the Broncos' defense is no slouch either, especially against the run. So, I don't love either, but I don't see how you could start Kenyon Drake right now. Based I on agree. What he's done. And, you know, ultimately, um, yeah, again, I may have to. He's but... probably droppable in 10-team leagues. I think for the right player 12, he is. 12 teams. Well, hold on. I don't think Kenyon Drake's droppable in 12-team leagues. Because no, so, I think you, and, and you've done this, because you've been on the lookout for trades as well, Frank. There's no running backs out there. In my league, oh, this is actually crazy. In my league the other night, 
someone basically traded Doug Baldwin away for Lamar Miller, and I kept and oh. I kept texting him. I'm like, dude, Lamar Miller sucks, and he may not play here, right? Like he may not play, and like Lamar Miller is terrible. Like, what are you doing? And he goes, you don't understand. Like I've been trying to do running back, looking for running backs, and he had another offer on the table of Tariq Cohen for Devin Funches. I'm like, do that one. Like, I, I don't think it's good for you either, but like. That's a more fair trade, in my opinion. Like, that's not terrible. Yeah, that, that seems like a sell. Like, you're selling low on Doug Baldwin there, too. So I know low. He and has- he kept telling me, he's like, his, his knee, you know, his knee's hurt. He has, he has the same amount of points as, as Lamar Miller. I'm like, dude, he's played one game. Yeah, that, that should be your defense against Lamar Miller. Correct. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, I think better days are coming for Doug Baldwin, as long as he can stay healthy. But, as, you know, selling Doug Baldwin right now does not make a lot of sense because you're selling him at one of his lower points. You know, a few trades that I'm trying to make as well in, you know, that same league. I don't want to start Kenyon Drake. I don't want to start Isaiah Crowell, but I've floated a few trades out there trying to ship Sammy Watkins out, which some people might consider, like, high-end wide receiver three. Sure. To get, like, a Matt Breida or Chris Thompson in return. Absolutely. I'm going to try it. I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll see if it happens. We want to thank you for those that have watched us on the Pursuit Network. Uh, We're going to do it again next week for you guys on Pursuit. Thank you so much for watching. 844-843-6879. Let's get to your telephone calls, and let's begin with Max and Queens. What's up, Max? What's up, Max? What's going on, guys? How are you doing? Doing well. Got a got a question in my flex spot for this week, Greggy. Yeah. Looking, who are you thinking here? I got Derrick Henry or Taewon the Terrible Taylor. You're not going to comment on Frank's hair? <laughs> oh, is this your match? I'm not watching oh, yeah. the YouTube right now. I'm, yeah, I'm on the way to a customer right now. I can't, uh, can't, can't watch the YouTube and drive. Max, I, I, I Max in Queens. You live in Queens? Does Max live in Queens? Max lives in Brooklyn. I work in Queens. I live in Brooklyn. Where do you live in Brooklyn? Uh, Gravesend. Ooh. Gravesend. Off Ocean Parkway. I don't know. Near Avenue P? That's, you no, know. I don't know. That's not okay. my neck of the woods. You want to ask where he works? He works in Queens? No, no, it's fine. Um, I think this is a classic standard versus PPR question for me, Greg. Like, Half point. <laughs> I'll take Derrick Henry. It's very, it's very close, but um, I'll lean. Whenever it's close like this, I'll lean the running backs way. I think you know if there's any chance, any game where he has a chance to score, it's going to be against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, back and forth. Um, probably low scoring, but if there's any game that he can score in, it's this one against the Bills. If it was full PPR, like I think Taylor Taylor has a safe like five for fifty in him, but Derrick Henry has a better chance to score, Greg. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I'm going with, with Derrick Henry as well. Um, give me the running back, ultimately. I know Deion Lewis, in the PPR, you want him, but maybe Henry gets in the end zone, right? Yeah, like, Taewon Taylor is trending in the right direction. I Why do people love Taewon Taylor this week? Taewon Taylor this week. Because the Bills have been very bad against slot receivers. Got it. So, And that's where he typically works. That's where he worked when he was in college. Uh, so they still do, you know, <laughs> the forgotten man, the invisible man. Tajay Sharp plays on the outside for this team, yeah. along with Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis sees a lot of Tredavious White against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but then it's Taewon Taylor in the slot, which is a matchup can, that can be exploitable for um, against the Buffalo Bills. So that's why I think, <laughs> I think people like Taewon Taylor. But uh, Derrick Henry definitely has a better chance to score a touchdown. Max, what did you think of my trade yesterday? Honestly... I like that trade for you a lot. Thanks, man. You know, I, I think most people, I think most people would look at that trade and say, "I want OBJ." Right. But you gotta look at. I, mean, I look at 
total points. I mean, John Brown is averaging more points than you know than than Beckham so far this season. I don't see that going down. I mean, the guy's playing great. Um, who else you got? Sanchez. I, I know Olsen's coming back, but yeah. look what happened last year when he came back. He's gone within a game. I got Jarvis. Um, you know, and Jarvis and Jarvis is great. I mean, yeah, you got three quality players. I know why Dan made that trade. You know, they were sitting on his bench. Sure. But uh, these are three startable guys for you that you can get like a, you know, a solid ten to fifteen points a week from. So that's the I mean, goal. I really see you winning that trade. Thank you, man. You gave up Beckham yeah. and and who yeah, else? Geronimo. Geronimo. Yeah, I like that trade for you a lot as well. I know you needed the depth badly in a league where you start you start three wide receivers, two wide receivers, two flex, two wide receivers and two flex. So, yeah, so you need quality depth players to fill in those positions. Uh, so I don't have a problem with it at all either. I think Jarvis Landry, high end wide receiver two. Agreed. Um, John Brown's probably like a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Dan Funches is a wide receiver three. And Funches is a wide receiver three, yeah. Completely fair, completely fair. Max, we appreciate the call. Good luck this weekend, bud. Wait, Greg, one more question. What's up? Thoughts on Roman Reigns? Boo. <laughs> have a good one, man. Let's go out to uh, Darren in Philadelphia. What's up, Darren? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Going great, man. What's up? I mean, I'm feeling a little salty. I traded Ebron yesterday. Oh. And Ebron went off. Sure did. Uh, uh, I traded him for Connor, though. I traded um, Ebron and uh, Royce Freeman for uh, James Connor. Do you have Le'Veon Bell? Nah, but I got. Um, I don't know. I got. Well, I, I got Hyde and I got Zeke. But who's, who's your tight end? You probably have a really good tight end. That's why you traded away Ebron, right? Oh, I have um, my tight ends is Bray and uh, Reed. It's not bad. You have Reed. Greggy yeah. is rubbing yeah. his face right now. I don't know if you're watching, but Greggy, uh, Greggy <laughs> does not like this one. It is look. This is a high risk, high reward play because if the if the Steelers trade away Le'Veon Bell, you still have trading away Le'Veon Bell. You have a RB one in James Conner. They're not but trading away. See, this if is they don't. I'm sorry for cutting you, you off, Frank. We've talked a lot this week in particular. Yes, but Le'Veon Bell. About a guy like Royce Freeman, for instance. Mm-hmm. About some of these guys later in the year that we're saying you trade for them as a championship move. Joe Mixon, another one we talked about. He's a championship move. What Darren just did is not a championship move. He's not playing for the championship Look, It's right now. easy to say that because Eric Ebron just had a monster game, but ultimately he traded away a tight end and he has Jordan Reed and Cameron Bray. He traded away Royce Freeman, but if you look at the way that Freeman... Like, he's trending in the right direction. Correct. Vance Joseph says... He wants to get Royce Freeman more touches. Correct. We also heard Adam Gase say before the season that Kenyon Drake is going to get this much and this much and this much. It doesn't happen, Greg. So he essentially traded a flex running back in Royce Freeman and a tight end who this is probably the highest point to sell him at. And you get you get two or three weeks out of James Conner. Uh, I think, look, you're just hoping that Le'Veon Bell gets traded. I don't, I don't think it happens, but at least you get the next two I mean, weeks was- out of Conner. I mean, it was my running back three. I mean, I still got Kyle, I got still got uh, Alex Collins. You have Alex Hello? Collins, you have Zeke, and you have Hyde. You mentioned all right. So, like, look, you're gonna get yeah, a few weeks so. out of him. So, I, I get what you're trying to do. Um, me personally, I probably don't make the trade, but I'm not gonna kill you for doing it the way that Greg is. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let me go to so. Devin in San Antonio. What's up, Devin? Hey, fellas, uh, how are you all today? Doing great, man. Uh, so just got a, a trade question. Um, full point PPR league. Yep. Uh, Gronk owner, Gronk owner yesterday. Uh, I guess he got uh, tired of Gronk cause he's been uh, letting him down these past couple weeks. Offered me a trade. Um, 
it's Gronk, Mike Williams, and Chris Carson for Julian Edelman, Aaron Jones, and uh, Vance McDonald. So Edelman, Jones, and Vance for Gronk and who? Gronk, Mike Williams, and Chris uh, Carson. What do you think, Frank? So you're. Do you guys need to know my RBs? You're getting the uh, you're getting the Edelman side. No, I'm getting the Gronk. You're side. getting the Gronk side. Okay, and uh, what format is this? Uh, full PPR. PPR. All right. So you trade away Edelman, Aaron Jones. So all right, let's break this down. From Mike, from Mike Williams to Edelman, you're obviously losing a lot in PPR. Edelman's a wide receiver too. Mike Williams, he might have upside. This might be one of those more like championship plays that you're talking about, Greg, where Mike Williams helps you later on in the season. Okay. From Vance McDonald to Gronk, it's an obvious huge, huge upgrade. And then, in my opinion, it's a downgrade from Aaron Jones to Chris Carson. So, look, if you have a lot of running back and wide receiver depth and you just want to get that elite tight end and Gronk, I'm okay doing this trade. But if, if Edelman and Aaron Jones are, like, starting pieces for your team, I'm not making this move. I'm also, um, I'm also I'm ultimately, I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond in a second. I'm also not making this deal. Um, the Julian Edelman-Mike Williams thing is big. It's a big gap to me. Aaron Jones is a startable running back. We were just talking. There aren't running backs out there. Yep. And you can start Aaron Jones right now. And Vance McDonald's been... Aaron Jones might be like his RB5, though. He might be. Yeah. He might be. But he's startable. And I think you can get more for, for a piece like Aaron Jones. Chris Carson, at some point, he's going to lose his job. And then Vance and Gronk, obviously, you would have won there. I would say no. What is your depth looking like, man? Um, so receivers are Hopkins, Landry, uh, Edelman, Doug Baldwin, Very and good. running backs are uh, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Jay Ajayi, and Royce Freeman. You do have some depth at running, but you have a lot of running backs. How many teams are in this league? Uh, it's a 10 team. Yeah. I just went really heavy sure. on RB. Do you start two wide receivers every week or three? Uh, two receivers, two running backs, and a flex. Look, at a 10-team league, Greg, you need to have an advantage, a clear advantage at every single position. And Gronk gives him that clear advantage yeah. every single week. So if you look at his team, the way it's set up, he has Hopkins and Landry, which he starts every week. Never he has changing. Gordon and Ingram, who he starts moving forward every week. Maybe. I wouldn't, don't, go, don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. And then you have Doug Baldwin as your flex. And then you have Gronk as your tight end. In a 10-team league, Vance McDonald as your tight end, that's not cutting it. You need to have a clear advantage uh, at I'm, every position in a 10-team league, right? If I replace uh, Aaron Jones with Royce Freeman, would that be better of a trade for me? I'd rather have Aaron Jones in PPR. Right. So if I, if I, if I give him Royce Freeman instead of Aaron Jones, it'd be a better trade for me, right? I think so. I think so, too. I think so, too. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. You got it, man. We appreciate it. 844-843-6879 will, of course, uh, get to you guys after the break. So Dalvin Cooks, he's not going to play this weekend, dude. Really? Yeah. Dalvin Cook didn't practice again. He's questionable for this week. And, I mean, it, look, it wasn't a good matchup anyway. I believe I have Dalvin Cook ranked, like, he in the ru- 30s. He rushed back last Thursday after the— after the, So dumb. Here's the thing. It was a debacle against the Bills. Dalvin Cook, I have at RB33. You should probably drop him because he's, he's not playing. Okay, so I'll drop him. And then it's not like Latavius Murray is a plug-and-play because it's against the Eagles. So, look, this is just a, a situation to avoid this week. We'll come back. We'll give you an update on the Packers. We'll go do a whole lot more. Start, sit, line up ranks. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, your BFFs. We rock on right after this.
If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. We got the next reference to South Pacific, Joe DiMaggio. I was going to ask if you can do it. I mean, it's one of the more impressive things. Yeah, it's a good one. Pull that off. Marilyn Monroe. Head on over to DailyRoto.com. It is the industry's leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. Once there, if you go to Go Premium, you can use the same daily fantasy line optimizer that has helped Daily Roto customers achieve such remarkable success. If it's sports wagering that you're into, click on the new sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools that produce all those daily fantasy winnings from Moneyline Picks, Picks Against the Spread, Game Totals, and Player Props. Go to DailyRoto.com, enter FNTSY for a special discount. It's DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. That's DailyRoto.com. Let's give the update on the Packers here, Frankie, where Devontae Adams has that calf injury pop up, did not practice on Thursday. Geronimo Allison concussed. Randall Cobb already ruled out. How did you see the tea leaves? You talked a lot about my man MVS on yesterday's program. What are you thinking now? I still think there's a chance that Devontae Adams is going to play. As you mentioned, he's going to practice on Saturday, test out that calf, see what happens. Uh, but I, in terms of who I like, it hasn't really changed. It's still MVS for me, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And even if Devontae Adams goes, like he's going to be the wide receiver too. Like I, I don't think that Geronimo Allison plays in this game. I don't think it's smart either, especially with the concussion. Uh, all it takes is one big hit, and then we're looking at like a serious multi-week absence for Geronimo Allison. You heard what Dr. Ray said. He said they need to play this cautious with him. Geronimo Allison has been a very, very big piece of the Packers' offense to this point, too. Plus, they still have Jimmy Graham. Like, they have some pieces that they can work in. So, Jimmy Graham, I think we get a lot of Jimmy Graham here. Uh, If Devontae Adams is active, he's going to get his normal complement of targets. We'll get a little bit of uh, MVS sprinkled in here. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised that happens, Greg. A heavy Aaron Jones workload, which is not something we would normally say, but... I could see him getting 15 touches in this game. 15-plus touches against a Detroit Lions defense, which the way to attack them has been on the ground. Their secondary has played very, very well this year. As I said yesterday, I think Ty Montgomery is really the biggest benefactor he's, here. He's a sneaky option as well. I, I think he's in just, PPR only, though. I, I agree. I think you're going to see him a lot on the field because if Devontae Adams winds up not playing on Sunday and Geronimo Allison winds up not playing, they're not going to rely on three rookies. They just can't. They won't. You'll see a lot of Jimmy Graham, and I think you'll see a lot of Ty Montgomery. There is a trust factor. Um, we've seen it with, with Brady, right? Like you're going to rely on, on people you know, ultimately. Um, and when the Patriots' offense was sputtering a couple weeks ago, and he was relying on people like Philip Dorsett and Cordaro Patterson, we're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Who became the biggest benefactor in New England, and still to this moment, James White. 
They had two running backs active on Thursday night. Sony Michelle and James White. And while Michelle capped with the late touchdown, he was very, very close to 100 yards, and he had 96 yards. It was James White. James White and James White. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree with that. I think, you know, even if Adams goes, we probably get Adams on one side. Uh, Mark has Valdez Scantling on the other side. We probably see a lot of Ty Montgomery in the slot. Uh, and then Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, you know, how often do we say this? He's like the only one that's healthy right now for the Packers. Weird, right? So, look, you're focusing in on Jimmy Graham here. Um, maybe Ty Montgomery, a sneaky option in PPR if you're really, really desperate as a running back or a flex. Um, but I think, I think we get... Um, the most touches out of Aaron Jones that we've seen in a game this season. I think we get like 15 touches, whether it's like 12 carries and three receptions, 13 carries, two receptions, something like that. I think we get at least 15 touches out of Aaron Jones in this game. 844-843-6879. Now we go back to the phone lines now. We talk to Pedro in San Jose. Hello? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Yeah, I just had a uh, question with um, my lineup. I'm having some trouble um, trying to see if I should trade or see if I could just drop somebody. Um, on my bench, I have uh, Jay Ajayi, Lamar Miller, Tannehill, Aguilar, Sanu, Allison, and Javorius Allen. Um, right now, I, my bench, my uh, my lineup is full. I have a Chicago defense on by. I just wasn't trying to drop that, that defense. They've been giving me really good points. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else I can drop to see if uh, you know that I can um, pick up another defense in the, in, for this week. Who's your starting quarterback? Um, it's a two. It's a ten-team PPR. Um, two quarterback starts. So I have Rivers and Goff. Mm. All right. Yeah. So I was going to tell you to drop Tannehill, but because it's a two-quarterback league, I don't think you can drop him. Uh, so it's basically between, it's probably just Muhammad Sanu, to be honest with you, because everyone, like, you're going to keep the running backs on your team here. Geronimo Allison still has upside once he gets past this concussion issue. And I think Nelson Aguilar is a fine bi-week replacement now at this point. So I know Muhammad Sanu has a good matchup against the Steelers, but I don't know how often you're going to play him. I actually agree. If there's one defense that you're holding onto throughout their bye right now, it's the Chicago Bears, because I had the same issue in another league, Greg. And I actually dropped Alfred Morris in a standard league. I kept the Bears' defense. I dropped Alfred Morris yeah. to pick up the Jets, who are facing the Broncos, an offense that has not been great. So, yeah, I'm holding on to the Bears' defense as well. I'm not dropping them. I would drop Muhammad Sanu here and pick up a defense. You know, it's interesting and, and, and weird because we always say you never want to hold on to a defense. It's stupid. Yeah. Same with a kicker. But last year, like, you had to hold on to Greg Zerline last year. You, you could not drop him. That was a major advantage you had week in and week out. And I don't know if the Bears are or like the Ravens from a couple of years ago or the Seahawks from a couple of years ago. No, they are. But they're good. Yeah, they are. They're like a top. <laughs> okay. They're like oh. a top two fantasy defense right now. Like yeah. it's them and the Jaguars who are you have to hold them throughout their bikes. Yeah. Is, is, for one more one more question, if that's if that's okay. Sure. What's going well, on? Yeah. Um, I was just thinking. You said drop some news. So, what do you think would be possible? Because I'm kind of hurting that running back. Um, is it be possible to like put Sanu with another wide receiver? Try to get a, uh, another running back. What type of trade would you type of would you have? Um, you know, any comments on about any good trades on any of those guys? All right, so I get what you're trying to do here. You want to improve your running back position, like maybe you pair Muhammad Sanu with like Ajayi to get like a better flex option running back or like a low end RB two. 
Um, that's something you could try. The only thing is, right. Sanu doesn't have much trade value. Like people see Muhammad Sanu, and you know, no one gets excited over that. So I wouldn't recommend trading Aguilar or Allison either, because Allison his value is at its lowest right now, and Aguilar you're going to need for upcoming bye weeks. So he's your best bench wide receiver. I don't think you can afford to trade him. So you can try and pair Sanu with like a Lamar Miller, maybe try and get like an Aaron Jones or something like that. Um, but I just don't think okay. Mohamed Sanu moves the needle for a lot of people who are, you know, trying to acquire depth. Okay. So if I can't do that, I'll probably just drop Sanu. I appreciate all the info. I watch you guys all the time. So I appreciate it. it. We appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. We appreciate it very, very much. 844-843-6879. Continue the telephone calls as we get to Wesley in California. What's up, Wesley? Hey, guys. I got a couple of questions real quick. Okay. All right. So I got two trades pending right now. My first is we'll never know. You go. What we got? You got? You totally got cut off. Yeah, you, you got what, cut off. What's your bit. question? Just start over with the the first trade. All right. First trade is I'm trading away Jordan Reed. Okay. And I'm getting Sonny Michelle. What do you think about that? You got to. Do I don't it. even care who you your replacement tight end is. You 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 make that trade. Yep. Next one. I I, I got Kelsey. Okay. So, All right. So obviously you do that. Slam dunk. Obviously moving on. All right, so this is the one that's got me. So I'm trading away. I'm trading away Kareem Hunt and Galladay. You guys ready? Yep. For AJ Green and Dalvin Cook. No, 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 no. You're trading for an injured Dalvin Cook, dude. You can't do it either. I, un- I understand I'm, the I'm, upside I'm, down. I'm, yep. What's up? I'm thinking long terms. Part of the season. Part of the season. Still, I AJ can't Green. Do it. AJ Green. You could, and Dalvin Cook. You can keep saying their names. It's not going <laughs> to change my opinion. <laughs> no, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, Greg. Uh, I, I think this is too much injury optimism. Like, what if Dalvin Cook, you know, what if this is something that hampers him all year long? And, like, the Vikings offensive line, We've they seen haven't been able to already, run with man. anybody right now. So I understand the improvement from Kenny Galladay to A.J. Green. Huge. But Kenny Galladay's still a, a wide receiver, too, right now. So you have a wide receiver two on your hands and a low-end wide receiver one, what Greg would probably consider a you know top five running back in the league in Kareem Hunt. I wouldn't make this trade, though. No way. No way. Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so you don't think, you don't think Dalvin Cook's going to make a comeback second part of the season? There's certainly a chance. Like, there's definitely a chance. He's, a, he's an uber-talented player. But that Vikings offensive line has not been great. And he's dealing with a hamstring injury, which is hurting him week in and week out. Like, I'm not going to say that there's not a chance that that happens because there definitely is. And if you have a gut feeling, you can make this trade. Our advice is to not make it, though. Here's my, here's my issue. Injury optimism. I'm not banging on injury Especially optimism. Especially in football, Greg. And a hamstring with a running back. I, I wouldn't do it. 844-843-6879. Let's take one more call before we sign off of YouTube for today. And it's going to be Dan in Houston. What's up, Dan? Uh, hello? He just picked his phone up off the ground. Dan. Hello? What's Yo. up, man? Can you hear me? What's yes, up, sir. man? Hey, I had a question. Um, I, I, I Let me read you my skill players real quick, just receivers and running backs, because yep. this is going to help you guys see where I'm coming from. Um, I got Christian McCaffrey, uh, James Conner, Tevin Coleman, yep. Drake, and... Uh, Latavis Murray and Ronald Jones. I just picked those guys up. Okay. I feel like with Christian McCaffrey is my only solid running back. If he goes down, I'm screwed because you know I got Connor and, and yeah. Uh, yep, that's true. We hear you, we hear you. Yep. 
Oh, uh, I, receivers, I'm pretty good. I got Odell Beckham. I got uh, Cooper Cup. I got Aguilar. I got Quincy Ignua. Ignua. I can't say his name. But uh, mm-hmm. what do you think about trying to uh, trade uh, Odell Beckham with a mediocre as he's been lately? I don't really know if it's going to get much better for him. Who was that third and, name uh, that you but, said after Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup? Ignua. Oh, Aguilar. Oh, that's Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and by the way, there's like Sanu is out there on the waiver wire. I mean, so Sanu what? is doing just as good as good as Beckham. I'm not going to, but. Come on, dude. This is what, but, Greg, this is what we talk about, right? When, you know, people look at what Odell Beckham has done so far this year, they kind of overreact to it. So I think you're selling, if you were trying to sell Odell Beckham right now, you're selling him at one of his lowest points in the season in terms of value. I do think that better days are ahead. He's not going to finish the season scoring zero touchdowns. So. In the games where he scores right. those touchdowns, that's where he's going to finish as a top 10 wide receiver on that week. I like your wide receivers, but to be honest, I don't love the depth here because you have a wide receiver one. I'm not really worried about my, I'm sorry. I'm not really yeah. worried about my wide receivers. My issue is the running backs. Like I said, if Christian yeah. McCaffrey goes down, I'm thinking about flipping one of my good wide receivers, especially a big name that somebody might actually go through with the trade I offer. For another uh, running back I can rely on. The only one I feel like I can rely on is CMC. I hear you. But realistically, if you try and trade Odell Beckham right now, who are you going to try to get? Like a Kareem Hunt, maybe a Sony Michelle, something like that? And then it leaves your starting wide receivers as Cooper Cup and Quincy Inunua and Nelson Aguilar every week. Yeah, but there's more out there that you can uh, pick up and drop other than rather than running backs. You really can't do that. That's what I was thinking of. I, you know, I feel that's, what you're that's saying, the only reason but... why I picked up Sanu. That's the only reason why I mentioned Sanu because there's always somebody like that out there. No, I, I get it I mean? because every single week when we do the waiver wire show, we bring up wide receivers. There's sure. guy, there's wide receivers to pick up sure. every single week. But Odell Beckham, like the replacement value from Beckham to Sanu, I know you're saying that right now they have the most fantasy points, but I will bet you that by season's end, Odell Beckham has double the fantasy points that Muhammad Sanu has, yeah. assuming that Odell Beckham stays healthy. So. I know right now it looks like that's a that's a fair replacement value, but I think that's kind of fool's gold. It's not. Uh, I, I look if you can try and if you can sell high on a Cooper Cup right now to try and get like a, a running back one or high in RB two, if that's something that you feel you know that you can pull off, that's something that I would more so look into because then you still have Beckham. You could play Inunua, assuming this is a PPR league. Inunua is going to continue to get his, and then you could just pick up those wide receivers and stream. I would actually try and sell high on Cooper Cup if you wanted to get that you know another starting worthy running back on your team. And we're going to sign off YouTube with that right now. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you listening. Of course, we go for the next four minutes up to the top of the hour, and we want you to subscribe. We want you to rate us five stars, and we want to make sure that you're enjoying the fantasy best friends forever. Frank, it's that time of the week. It's time to make some predictions over using the FanDuel Sportsbook. Are you ever going to start... like keeping track of what we do? I am keeping track of what we do. What All right, so about? what's our records right now? We did not. We started week two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because in week one I did well. well yeah, that wasn't official. Uh, I am six and three. Uh, you are three and you are three and six. That can't be right. I'm keeping track. I don't trust you. I, what, are you calling me a liar? Yes, I am. It's not nice. But vote hit the music. Let's do it. Let's do it. You're up first. I am up first this week. week. I understand. I understand. Or not take any I'm gonna wait for them. I'm gonna wait for the music to hit. It's just you know that moment. All right, first one. I'm gonna take a road dog. Uh oh. 
I like the Green Bay Packers this week in Detroit. They are one-point dogs. One-point favorites, rather, in Detroit. Mm. The wide receiver... Vona? Uh, not sure why. Yeah, let's cut that. That's not... <laughs> he, he shouldn't be on the phone. Um, we the, love our listeners, but, you know, not that much. This is the pick segment. Yeah. And the Family Feud thing again. Going back to that. Okay. Uh, I like the Packers as one-point favorites in Ooh. Detroit. Packers always beat Detroit. And Devontae Adams will be healthy. Not sure why Detroit's favorite. That's why it's not more, to be honest with you. So, I like the Packers as one-point favorites in Detroit. I also really like Oakland, once again, as five-point dogs against the Chargers. Always fading my Chargers. Always fading the Chargers. And I'm going to do it again. I like Oakland in L.A. this week. They are five-point dogs. For the final pick, oh, man. See, what I want to do, I, I can't do. Because I really like the Jaguars in KC. I really like the Jaguars a lot. But I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick against my, my Chargers. I mean, against my Chiefs, rather. So I'm not going to do that. I really Your do. Chiefs. I really do like the Jaguars. Um, and then my third pick, take the Cardinals, plus three and a half. Josh Rosen, second start. Played Seattle well. San Francisco has CJ Beathard starting in the three and a half point favorites. Okay. Easy money for me. I like the Cardinals, plus three and a half. I like the Raiders, plus five. And I like the Packers, minus one. Frankie. I like the Jaguars. Thank you for leaving the Jaguars for me, Greggy, because I'm taking them. And I would actually take the Jaguars money line this week. That's Love actually it. a bet that I'm going to be placing tonight. Love it. So I'll take the defense over offense. Um, I know it's a close call, but I'm, I'm riding with the Jaguars this week. I think we kind of see Pat Mahomes come back to life a little bit. I'm also taking another road dog, Greggy. A team which I, another team that I think can win outright in this matchup. It's the Minnesota Vikings. Taking the Minnesota Vikings against the Philadelphia Eagles. Like that. I think this is a desperation game for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins has familiarity uh, playing against the Philadelphia Eagles as well. And then the final one I will take, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers at home. I know it's a close game. Mm. I would like it a lot more if it was two and a half. Don't love it. might be a field goal game. Don't love it. I'm going to take Pittsburgh here, Greg. There you go. Those are the picks. The Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next. Corey Parson, Jim Day, Chris Ventra. Good luck in week number five. For Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. We'll do it all again Monday. We hope.